Today we have Adam back again. Yay. You know him as the man of your dreams and, and nightmares. Yes. And sometimes uh, fantasies. Ooh. Whoa. We have a, a filmmaker who's notorious for a reason too, making these movies, and he throws a lot in there to give us, you know, a lot to, to talk about. And yes. that's Alfred Hitchcock. And um Oh, so what movie are we watching? What movie did we just watch? We just watched Psycho from 1960, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, written by Joseph Stefano. A Phoenix secretary embezzles $40,000 from her employer's client, goes on the run, and checks into a remote hotel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. I've seen this movie multiple times, Mm -hmm. and I think this was the first Alfred Hitchcock movie I'd ever seen in my life. Um, but this is the first time both of you yeah. have seen it before. Yeah. I was very surprised that it was set in Phoenix, Arizona. Which is cool. For a majority of it. Yeah. Like, our main character. And then they talked about Tucson as well, mm-hmm. which was lovely. Tucson's a beautiful place. Yeah. You guys feeling that, that hometown repping? Yeah. 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 Anytime anybody mentions anything. Mm-hmm. Also, Twilight. Like, she was around Scottsdale area. Bella. I mean, it immediately literally brings it close to home Mm -hmm. you know the areas that they're talking about it kind of you can then put yourself literally in those areas in your mind so that's kind of cool that you had that experience with Mm -hmm. this movie too and also that it was your first time seeing such a notorious film and also were you surprised by the ending somewhat Did, did you know that was coming did you see that coming i like i think i was surprised by the end there was like a uh, the point in the movie that is iconic and you have seen a hundred million times, the stabbing in the shower scene came way earlier than I, than we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the movie wasn't about that first main character at all. Um, and it was just like, oh, interesting. Then what is going on here? Yeah. And uh, there was a mystery that by the end of it, I had put together, but like only just before the other characters in the movie because the movie just did so well in having just these levels of like of uh you don't get to see inside the house until like much yeah. later you that know? was very satisfying mm-hmm. walking into the house because um, you're just seeing it from afar and you're like oh okay when are we gonna get there because mm-hmm. i didn't think we would um and yeah like it was I knew how long the movie was, so when the kill happened sooner, I was like, "Oh, there's more. What are we gonna, what what are we gonna tell?" Mm-hmm. So, and I think gonna... especially for this time, that was a huge shock. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure how they advertised it. They pushed Janet Lee, who plays Marion, the main character, mm-hmm. in the first half. Uh, as the main character for the whole movie, mm-hmm. so when audience saw her die. 30 minutes into the movie, they were like, what? Yeah. Yeah, now what? Who are we going to follow what? next? Yeah, who's like, the main And then you, who think it's, you think it's about the money and then there's this whole cleanup scene and then and then he's like, 
he almost forgets the money and you're like, oh, this is what it's going to be about. This is what's going to tie things. And then he goes back, grabs the thing, and then you're like, oh, he's going to see the money. And then he doesn't. And then the money goes away. And you're like, oh, it's not even about the money. And then it like the movie keeps changing what it like it keeps changing what you expect it to be about while mm-hmm. it's constantly just ramping up what it is about it's it's fantastic and in the yeah. end what we realize is nothing is as it seems mm-hmm. just like this whole movie mm-hmm. nothing is as we thought it would be yeah uh, yeah i think this actor who played norman bates here was incredible yeah mm-hmm. he was so he was pretty good so the 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 casting was really good because he's a very tall very skinny man and then the way they like they frame him in doorways or like when you see him sit down in the kitchen and he's just way too big for the kitchen area and he just he feels sort of like like unnatural just simply for being you know like super skinny super tall um and yet he's so young and so like kind of personable too Mm -hmm. just as yeah it's a wild yeah he they made a they did a great job he also just like looks very like kiddish but Mm -hmm. also He's an adult, you know, he's an adult, mm-hmm. but yeah, he just like with his face and his poutiness and there's like, there's a twinkle in his eyes that I like after a while when I said, oh, he's wearing mascara is to make his eyes look younger and fresher and mm-hmm. like cutesy in a way. Yeah, yeah, he he's very unnatural looking mm-hmm. and it works so well for this character because he can go between being innocent and dangerous very fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of his stature and because of his boyishness, he's riding that line. I guess from the top. <laughs> Make a drop. Wow. Uh, <laughs> really, really cool credit sequence. Yeah. Yes. Very, uh, well, I mean, first of all, someone had to do that pretty much by hand. The, the lines coming in, obscuring the text and what we're seeing and... We can't really see what it says at first, but at, when we look closer, mm-hmm. we realize what it is. And Ooh. then at the end, Alfred Hitchcock's name, I like the... It jumbles up yeah, and it becomes... Jagged. Yeah, yeah like, not good. Oh, and the music is great, too. Yeah. yeah. Lots of Iconic. strings. Lots of strings, like short, sharp... And they continue to go back to that same score the entire movie. It's almost like this, every time it was on, like this point of anxiety and paranoia mm-hmm. that was going on mm-hmm. every time it would play. Um, they were using that and building that a lot throughout this whole yeah. movie for sure. Mm-hmm. And then we go to uh, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. The cityscape. And we go into a window, mm-hmm. which was a kind of interesting. I thought for them to start this movie very voyeuristically. Mm-hmm. You're going into oh, this one window. We're going into these people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in bed. And they're in bed. They just did it. They, they did. They did it. And we get introduced, first of all, to uh, Marion and mm-hmm. Sam, mm-hmm. who is their lovers. But because of... I, I hadn't got this until like maybe the last time I watched this movie, but they're having to meet and hook up in secret not because either of them are married. Neither of them are married. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, not good for them to have premarital sex, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, they're it's not, not married. Not a good look. It's not a good yeah. look that they're hooking up yeah. without being married. Yeah. So that's why they have to sneak around. And also, she is clearly an adult. She's, like, an older woman. 
and she had never been married, mm-hmm. and he has recently been divorced. Yeah, he's divorced. He's paying alimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he has debts. He has debts because he knows that he's going to have to, like, be paying off his lawyers and stuff. Her lawyers, probably, too, or some something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very... They both are... Whether it's, like, silly or not in our modern... Uh, culture or whatever they're both concerned about hiding who they really or who, what they really want which mm-hmm. is to be with each other mm-hmm. like they in this scene she wants to marry him yeah but he's just like it's not the right time like i don't have enough money yeah each of them have this sort of like on off sort of like interplay between i really want to make this life with you but i've also got all these worldly concerns that i have to think about and they're like they can't they can't be what they want to be because they have all the things that they have. Yeah. And I just think it's interesting that we start this movie off with both of them essentially hiding parts of themselves. You know, they're, they're hiding in this hotel room. Again, hiding who they really are. But she's got to get back to work because I think she's on her lunch break. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, uh, yeah, it's like one hour lunch breaks. Come on, Sam. One hour? One hour. Uh, what are you? Anyway, so she goes back to work and... Uh, this is when we're introduced to her boss, and I wrote down Big Tex. Because mm-hmm. he's got a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a big big investor oh. guy uh, coming in, swinging a lot of money around. Literally. Mm-hmm. like He's going like this with a wad of cash in Marion's face. Mm-hmm. Um, just being gross. Uh, clearly hitting on her and mm-hmm. trying to flex on his money. But essentially what he's talking about is his daughter's getting married and for their wedding present he bought he's gonna buy them a house mm-hmm. for forty thousand dollars which i know wow, and she's cool. 18 years old 18 18 yeah. that's a little getting a little old daughter is yeah getting a little old come on Thanks. come on get on it get her out of the house get her into some a new people line. here are gonna be almost 30 years old well it is interesting that marion is so he's he's going into talking about his daughter getting married, and she's eighteen years old. Marion has to be thinking about like that too. The pressures that probably are on her to get married, to start a family, mm-hmm. because she's definitely older than eighteen. So she's hearing this man go on about how much money he has, and he can buy his rich daughter. And he's buy uh, unhappiness off. Buy yeah. unhappiness off yeah. exactly. And then he asks her, "Are you unhappy?" Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So the wheels for her, I think, start to turn there. Essentially what happens at the end of the scene, though, is the boss asks her to drop it to the bank before she goes home. Mm-mm. It's a nice little reveal shot that we have. She's in her apartment. It looks like she's just changing. And then we do a nice tracking in shot of the cash. And you're like, oh, she didn't take it. She didn't take it. No, right. take it to the she bank. didn't take it. And she and keeps looking at it. pan over and we see her. Briefcase. Suitcase open. She's packing up things. And you're right. She's going around the room, packing up. She keeps looking back at that money. She like looked at it like three it. times. There's a couple close-ups just of the money. It felt like the money was watching her. Uh, and she's off in her car. Yeah. Uh, and she's driving away. Um, and a lot of these car scenes are actually really cool. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a very just like front shot on all the people that are almost looking into the camera. Mm-hmm. Dri- like kind of as you zone out while driving, uh, a lot of these scenes are have that string in the background really yes. just building her paranoia. Because now she's on the run, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Building her paranoia of what's going on, 
um, what people are saying about her. Like the the voices that we hear, I thought were just kind of her catastrophizing. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Cata- cata- yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I thought that that was those conversations of mm-hmm. her maybe like. Uh, putting scenarios together and being like, oh, they're like talking about her and stuff. But no, uh, it seems like those are the conversations that actually happened. Well, I had that question too. Like, is this just her thinking about this stuff in her head? And yes, later they do say that her employer saw her in her car because that was where her paranoia starts. Mm -hmm. She says at a stoplight and she sees her employer go across the street right in front of her car, shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they clearly see each other and mm-hmm. that's yeah. when the, like her mind starts racing of, Oh my God, what is he thinking? What are they talking about? Mm-hmm. I still don't know if those conversations actually did happen. Yeah. Like she thought of them. That, Maybe they did kind of happen. The very end of the movie made it, made me feel like that those were all in her head simply because the end of the movie is the mother's voice in like in Norman's, Norman's head, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, and I think that's like that's one of the, like the lessons from Hitchcock is is juxtaposition is like putting a thing next to another thing, um, and they they start to mean like uh, a new thing mm-hmm. together. Like mm-hmm. in this scene, I I like thought of that because it's is this audio that Hitchcock has put in um, to be like this is what's happening in her head or this is happening in real life and we're just putting it on top so you can see the two things at the same time. I don't know. That's that's the thing. thing. Because they are two, they can be viewed as two separate things. We're just getting information at the same time Mm -hmm. or it becomes a new thing because those things are next to each other. There is one moment where she's driving and then she starts, it's later but she like smiles yeah when the when the big text guy is like no one's gonna take money from me and get away with oh yeah something about and then something about flesh uh he was like he's like oh i'm i i will replace this money with flesh or something like that so like she's and i kind of thought of that too because in that's the only one where she's smiling and it's the big text guy Mm -hmm. complaining and she's almost getting like satisfaction from thinking about him being all pissed off Mm -hmm. and being a gross asshole that she knows he is. These themes are going on mixed with her being pulled over by the cop. Mm-hmm. And that's like a big, again, start of this paranoia, which in the end, that storyline really doesn't go anywhere. No. Um, it's essentially the cop finds her passed out in her car on the side of the road. Genuinely seems like he's concerned about are you okay? Why did you pull over to go to sleep? Why didn't you just find a spot? Mm-hmm. Um, There's so many motels around here. Yeah. And she just wants to get out of there. Immediately, she's like trying to get out. She turns her car in to drive away. Yeah. And the cop's like, no, nope, turn your engine off. And it's like, damn. Yeah, this shoot. cop is handling this very coolly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, and they keep, it was interesting how they were shooting it too. When we first see the cop bent over looking in the car, every shot of him is a super extreme close-up yeah. of his face Black to make glasses. us feel uncomfortable. Yeah, make yeah, us yeah. feel like he, like she does, probably. He's looking down. Mm-hmm. He sees exactly what's going on. He's he, suspicious of me. He, Hitchcock loves putting shit in your face mm-hmm. and you're like, back off, back off. God damn. It makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, especially yeah. a big-ass face. Mm-hmm. 
and looking directly into Not the camera just at all. <laughs> I mean, they're they're pretty neutral questions. They're pretty innocent questions, mm-hmm. really. Just checking in. Innocent? Yeah. But I am. Innocent? Do you think I'm guilty of something? Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not guilty. Yeah. But to her, all these questions are super, like, cop buttons. Because yeah. she knows uh, there, there is something going on. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was like, buttons. beep. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there is something going on. There is something wrong. She is on the run from somebody. So Nothing wrong. To her, these questions have so much more weight than, yeah. are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and can't play it cool. She, she can't play it cool, and certainly what she does next is very much not playing it cool. <laughs> she goes Dirt. once she gets into California, she goes and trades in her car mm-hmm. for a California plated car. And he notices her. It's the, the same cop. The same yeah. cop. Yeah. yeah. But like pulls like across the street, and he's just watching her. Mm-hmm. And then she notices that he's there. And I thought she was just going to grab her stuff and take her car with her. Um, but no. She, she completes just, the, yeah. Yeah. Really quickly. She's like, I just want to trade it in, get out. The salesman even at one point is like, like, it, he becomes suspicious when she doesn't haggle with him. Yeah. yeah. That's when he his alarm bell starts yeah. ringing. Like, no yeah. one's ever yeah. taken it at the face value before. What's going on here? Yeah. Like, okay. Second questions it again. And, yeah. and he's even like, I can trust that this is your car mm-hmm. and you have all the right paperwork for it. Like he's immediately yeah. like, there's something very wrong here. Everyone interacting with her knows that there's something super he, wrong. He kept wanting her to just take the car for a spin, test it out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he even like says that some people just take it for like a whole day or like a day and, and a half. have to mm-hmm. think about it. Um, I mean, the first thing he says to her is, I don't want any trouble. Mm-hmm. Immediately, well, because he sees the cop too. She turns around. He's, I don't. Cop's not there yet. Yeah. No, he. No, there was a moment where they were walking, and she then that she's like, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom." She like turns around, and then he turns around to see what she was looking at. He was um just across the street. Yeah, but that was yeah. after they started talking to each mm-hmm. other. But I don't think he. I don't think him saying "I don't want trouble" was in reference to the cop. Oh, I, I think thought he, it was. I think he was just trying to be a funny salesman. Yeah. But again were putting it in her mind. Mm-hmm. So everything becomes super amplified. Everything becomes more uh, anxiety-inducing because we know something's wrong and she knows something is wrong. I, I think because, like I said, these characters, that cop never comes back after this. She drives mm-hmm. off with their new car. We never yeah. see those characters mm-hmm. again. We never get, it, they never give information about her whereabouts again. They're not heard from, so nothing even comes of their characters. So, was the purpose of their characters just to make her even more paranoid? I mean, when she's driving away from that, she hears in her head again. We don't know if it's the actual audio of the cop interacting with the uh, with the salesman, or if it is in her head, just her playing out the like mm-hmm. idea of probably what is going on there and so she like uh that does that mounts her paranoia so when she arrives at the bates motel and like then it starts raining right and then and And so it's dangerous doom and and she's like it's night again which is when she fell asleep the first time on the side of the road and you're like uh this is a bad space things are bad then she sees a hotel and like safe when we arrive at the bates motel you're right it feels very out in the middle of nowhere 
very alone. And they also established that a couple they, times yeah. where they were like, if you're here, that means you got lost, mm-hmm. essentially. And no one's even in the office when she shows up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's knocking on the door. It's raining. Um, and then she looks up to the house that's on a hill behind the motel. <gasps> and she sees a silhouette of a woman mm-hmm. in the second story window. Just mm-hmm. go past the, the window. So she knows someone's here. But then Rude. for the first time we meet Norman Bates. He comes down out of the house and is like, oh, shit. Yeah, we got some vacancies Come on in. Even though his mouth isn't moving when he's... It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. clearly ADR. Just, yeah. So funny. <laughs> Clear ADR. I mean, it's it's a good take. I understand why they took that take. Uh, but his his mouth's not moving. His yeah. mouth's not moving. Not, I wrote it down, too. Yeah. He's, his mouth is not moving. No way. Uh, and he lets her in. And really, at the beginning, he seems like a pretty welcoming, normal guy. But at least within this first scene, when we first meet Norman, he seems... Not, normal. Yeah, normal. Yeah. Not suspicious. Yeah. yeah. He just seems lonely and he's kind of weird, but he doesn't seem dangerous. He at seems all. a little, yeah. Very helpful. A little, little nerdy. Little, little nerdy. nerdy. He won't side. say bathroom. Yeah. Like if there's the, um, and she's like, bathroom? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, like a little kiddish, little boyish, mm-hmm. um, harmless mm-hmm. seeming. Though. Yes. And he even offers her sandwiches and milk. Yeah. As food, you know. Yeah, he's like, I was about to. You know, have my own dinner, milk and sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's very. I like, was like, that, "What are you gonna have a PB and J?" Yeah, it seemed like it, it looked like, like cheese on bread. Cheese it on did bread. Look it. Cheese yeah. on bread. What a the hell? Very boy, little kid mm-hmm. meal. Like a kid. That's how. That's how a kid figures out how to feed themselves. You know. And he goes off to prepare the grand meal, and she has this scene where she's trying to figure out where to hide the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's going around the room, thinking about different spots. Again, we're hearing this music. It, they're keeping us in these moments of decision making for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is. I don't think this is the first time that we're sitting with her while she's making a decision, but it, it forces us as the audience to sometimes go along with what the characters are trying to figure out. Like, she's going around the room, clearly trying to figure out where to hide the money. At a certain point, I'm thinking. Where would I hide the money? Yeah. Yeah. You're playing along with her. It's, yeah. it, it was very theatrical. That whole setup uh, of the room was very much like something off of a theater mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that they incorporated all of these like movements and like long shots of them just like doing what they they're, they're It was like a slice of life mm-hmm. type of thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she ends up hiding it in the newspaper. And um, this, so she hides it in there, and then she overhears um, Norman Norman's mother, mother yelling at him. <laughs> She's yelling at him about her, mm-hmm. about who is this woman? And all, like, She's a stranger. Yeah, building up the mother character is very suspicious, jealous kind of woman, mm-hmm. and they're talking to each other. I mean, Norman's responding to his mother, and Marion is just very clearly listening in to this uncomfortable fight. Mm-hmm. The acoustics are great. It's mm-hmm. echoing down the hill. He opened the window. True. He opened the window. So that, He's like, it's yeah. stuffy in here. Yeah. But now she can hear what's going on in the mm. house. <laughs> Norman comes back down with the meal and they meet uh, outside her room. Another interesting moment, kind of kid-like. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of acknowledges that she heard what they were yelling about and he's kind of embarrassed of his mother and um 
motherhood. I'm sorry. She gets she gets like that. I wish I wish I could apologize for other people. Yes, or mm-hmm. something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then she uh, invites her invites him into her room to eat, and then he has this moment of like, I I think he's scared of his mother at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's at least how I read it. Of if I go in there, she's gonna interpret that as You're me sleeping, sleeping with, with this woman. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no, 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 let's, let's go into my office, the business area, that, yeah. that, where you can eat in there. For us as the audience that had never seen this before, yeah. we're thinking she's watching from the, uh-huh. the house that's up there, um, which I love that this house is just looming up yeah. above almost mm-hmm. this hotel this whole time. It feels like the house is kind of like the mother mm-hmm. that is just looking down on everything that's going on in the hotel and everything that Norman does. It's this very domineering looking facade and very dark you you rarely see it in the light um yeah it's just always there yeah the very dark facade in the lit windows like two eyes that's why i never thought that we were gonna go in there Mm -hmm. i'm and i'm glad that we didn't go in there more in the house they really they really made you wait it out Mm -hmm. which was great dinner time in the parlor he invites her back to the parlor behind the (laughs) office and it is full of his as he calls more than a hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His taxidermy. Yeah. Birds. Birds everywhere. Birds, birds everywhere. Covering the walls, taxidermy. There's pictures of birds mm-hmm. as well in the in the hotel. Birds are very interesting, and they even talk about being trapped in this scene at one point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Birds in cages, trapped in our own lives. You eat like a bird. Mm-hmm. You eat like... Yeah, that's how like, they start off this conversation. Yeah. He comments yeah. that she eats like a bird. And bird... He also, when he starts talking about his taxidermy, he says that I like it, stuffing in things. life that he does say, uh, in life, birds look passive already. Yeah. So that's why they look the best as taxidermy because they are now eternally passive. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking at a woman now in a scene with a guy who likes taxidermying people or not people, but uh, birds. Yes. Um, and you're like, oh, after when- he just. Yeah. Compared her to a bird. Just compared her to a bird. Calls birds passive and like thinks that they look the best. Uh, Dead. Yeah. Taxidermied. Because he said, I don't like beasts. I don't, yeah. I don't like the way they look when, when they're stuffed. And it's, yeah, there's this sort of like, like uh, gender, genderedness to his comments there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is the first time that, that the things he's saying feels ominous and mm-hmm. feels like actually dangerous, even though it go it like starts really innocent. Oh, you eat like a bird. But then also he, it, it is very much in the sense of like my actions of murder is tied to uh, taxidermy because he's like, it doesn't cost all that much. Mm-hmm. People think that it does because of all the, like the sewing and this and this and that, but the chemicals, are the ones that are expensive, which is like cleaning up blood and cleaning the sheets and mm. probably replacing things mm. often. At a certain point, after talking about his tax journey, it transitions into her asking him about his mother. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, at first she's really, um, again, almost like apologizing for her to him, like, 
don't you ever like think about leaving and you know Do you having have your any own friends? Life? Yeah, kind of just like almost like looking out for his be- best interests. You know, mm-hmm. what about your life? Are you just taking care of your mother? He comes back with like a a boy's best friend is his mother, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that. It really ends up like pissing him off that she would even question his devotion to his mother. Especially Plus, when she suggests maybe putting his mother in a home. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. because uh, she was like, she kind of does, kind of implies it's like, hey, perhaps your mom is abusing you. You know, maybe you should get away. And if you don't, if you can't get away because you're you're having to take care of her, why don't you just place her? And he's like in a psych ward, a nut house. Everybody calls those places a place somewhere, or yeah, a yeah. place somewhere. Put her somewhere, and then like the reasoning he gives. I think the most human reasoning he gives through that is, um, I like even though she yells at me and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we all get mad sometimes, um, but he says, um, um, I don't hate her. Like mm-hmm. I hate the illness. Yes. Um, and and I hate what it's done to her. What and, she's become. And that's like, that's like a powerful statement to make. And it's also, she dead and, and he hates the fact that she's mummified. And he also hates what he did to her to make her sick, you know? Well, in the end, he's talking about himself. Too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he hates that in himself. Yes. Like having both of those things. He hates that side of him. Therefore, he hates his own illness. Mm-hmm. And yes, this whole time he's just talking about himself. Mm-hmm. Right after he says, I don't hate her, I hate what she's become. Um, and then he, he mentions something about, like, she's harmless, like one of those stuffed birds. Yes. He then compares yep. her to one yep. of those stuffed birds. Yeah. Which is interesting because, yes, she is now. Yeah. Yes, she is. She's dead. Yeah. She's not doing anything. She just sits there. During this whole scene, I love some of these shots with him in the foreground kind of going in and out of like madness and being calm and collective yeah. with these like birds stuffed in the back. Yeah. There's that one shot of the owl, like just almost it's Looming, frozen. Just like... It's frozen in almost a swooping down action. Mm-hmm. And he's just like talking about his mother and her illness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's how swooping she went... because that's what he's freaking doing mm-hmm. or is going to do to this poor girl. And when he's like asking her about where she's going, what she's running from, he's so relaxed. He's like playing with a thing on the shelf and he's like very open. And then immediately when she asks if he has friends, mm-hmm. well, mother is mm-hmm. a boy's best friend. Yeah. I noticed at least, for, mother is my best at friend. least for his blocking, he kept going from that laid back and then leaning mm-hmm. forward when he would sometimes get like intense about something and then going back and being, he's like very like, mm-hmm. this is you're right. This first scene where we start to see like these two sides, he's yes. swinging back mm-hmm. and forth between pissed off and cool and calm mm-hmm. fast. He says, I think something like we're all in traps. We mm-hmm. all have our yeah. own traps in our lives. And traps. And she then comes back with saying, Sometimes we deliberately step into those traps. Mm-hmm. She's clearly talking about herself. Yeah. Um, how she took that opportunity to look out for herself and probably made a mess, but she wants to go back and clean it up now. Somehow yeah. it yeah. somehow in that conversation it clicks to her that maybe she doesn't want to be like Norman Bates, mm-hmm. running from 
mm-hmm. something, something that you really want or running from anything really. Doesn't want to live like that. So she's got to go back and make things okay, so she can have the life that she already has. You know, mm-hmm. instead of stealing forty thousand dollars. I guess it's wonderful that two people in a room are having a conversation about birds, about traps. And about like like his mother, and they're both they both have their own subtext that they both basically understand most of, and so like they're all they're all talking in metaphors, and the whole conversation is in metaphors, and yet they both come through that conversation like with a kind of different idea of their own reality, and that's wonderful because that's how we talk to each other a lot of times, where people people will talk about a thing as a metaphor, and you will understand what the metaphor is about, and that's great like great writing and i don't remember movies from before this you know being like that and maybe i just haven't watched a lot of movies from pre-1960 um but like this feels very present and she kind of ends the scene being like you know what i'm going to go back and return the money and hope that i can save the life that i've built yeah so far and she goes off to her room but then oh man we gotta turn the creepiness factor up a little more. He went towards the wall. Yeah. And just listened to her. I th- I forgot if he actually had the hole or not. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, is he just gonna listen? No. He's got a hole. Takes the painting off. Yeah. Hole into cabin one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's changing. She's changing. Creepy. Creepy. Immediately creepy. Yep. No bueno. That. Um, that kind of changes the character for sure at this point. Um, but then he covers it up after like a second and then goes up back to his house. Angrily. I re- I realized that his physicality had changed. He was going up the stairs like three at a time and he's like rushing up there. Well, because he did just indulge in being attracted to her, mm-hmm. which his other personality side is definitely pissed off about Absolutely. It. So th- we probably, so you're think, right, saw him switch I into... I think it was, yeah, that I think process. He, I think, I'm going to get to this point later, um, but I think that was still Norman Bates running up those stairs. Because he's no, yes. doing, he's doing think... the three at a time thing. Mm. Because that's a childish thing to do, and adults don't run up, like, don't do that. They go, yeah. they take their, st- I, their what steps. What I'm thinking is that he's going up the stairs as... Norman, mm-hmm. but he's hearing his mother. Mm, so then sure. there's like that transition yeah. that's going to occur as soon as he steps into the yeah. house. She's already yelling to yell, at him. Yeah, yep. yeah. to yell at him. Yep, because he knows that. what he did was bad boy. Mm-hmm. Bad boy. Bad boy. Uh, and this is the scene, um, well, first of all, she's doing math to figure out how much money she has left after spending for the car. Or $700. You can't it's like mental math is forty thousand minus seven hundred. No, but then it was also like probably the room that she had to uh, maybe some gas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. She figures it out. She figures out how much she has left, and then she rips up the paper and throws it in the toilet in and the flushes toilet. it. Uh, and then we get, of course, the most famous scene in the movie. One of the most famous scenes in movie history: mm-hmm. the shower scene. Mm-hmm. You know. Eep, eep, eep. And some of the shots, you know, we're getting the water running out of the faucet. We're getting just the knife coming up. We're getting 
like a blurry image of her face. It's all very like the knife, just like not piercing through, but just like, like yeah, just almost just like against going skin. Up, yeah, yeah, it's, against it's very, skin. it's very stylized. Too. But it's also like, very fast, so mm-hmm. you don't even have a chance to wonder. Wait, was it just sitting there, or was it actually because mm-hmm. the shots are moving through so fast that everything feels frantic? But at the same time, you do know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's like this controlled chaos that the editor was able to find within this edit with so many freaking cuts. How it ends, too, is like uh, kind of artsy in that yeah. way where she, the after the mother comes in, is done stabbing her, walks out, she's left like kind of like sliding down the wall, gripping for the shower curtain and then falls off like out of the tub and her face is just like like against the, the floor mm-hmm. and like very uncomfortable looking mm-hmm. and then we follow the water with blood going down the drain and as we zoom into the drain we transition and they're starting to zoom out of her, of her eye. dead Eyeball. eye yeah. yeah so her life goes down the drain and now she's lifeless mm-hmm. on the floor and then it's this wonderful like like with the eye and then it rotates mm-hmm. to be with gravity with like uh just the floor and it's and she is perfectly still yeah and, and her eye is right down the camera and she's looking right at chilling you. she's dead and like if you look really hard you can see that thing go like no, her eye mm-hmm. mouth, just a little bit I like, saw we had a big screen too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah big old screen yeah she's alive she's acting i swear she's acting guys well, people um, needed to hear that because that scene terrified many people. That's why I hear. And I think, too, with coming into this movie thinking that this is going to be our main character, we're going to be with her the whole time, it's almost like Alfred Hitchcock is looking you, looking the audience in the face, being like, you thought it was going to be about this? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You're coming out of her eyeball and leaves you dead with her. You're like, I don't know what's going to happen. I think I think um, the movies the movie hasn't changed. I know we're watching the same movie, but the like the question of the movie, which is how am I going to get away with this, is the same question. Mm-hmm. Everyone's everyone like it's just a new person yeah. working it. You know yeah. how am I going to get away with this? And now it's escalated so far that the main character has died. So how's the next person going to keep getting away with this event? And so. I don't, like even though it's this dramatic like rise and fall, it's also like, oh, but it keeps rising now. Marion's dead eye. Then we go to the we like pan and track to them a newspaper with the money inside mm-hmm, of it, mm-hmm. and then we track to the open window where we yeah. see the house looming up again, and we just hear Norman say, "Did you write it down?" Yeah, mother. Oh God, mother. Blood! 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 <laughs> oh, blood! Blood! And he comes storming out of the house mm-hmm. and finds the crime scene, mm-hmm. finds Marion dead, and he has a quick moment, I think, of being like, holy shit, what did she just do? Yeah. But it's like he he finds her and he steps outside for just a second. Yeah. Turns, goes into the office, Got a mop. Mm-hmm. Got a mop yeah. and bucket already. Mm-hmm. It's like he's got to protect mom. Yeah, she's done this before. It's do it. Like... Does what it got to do. Yeah. yeah. It seems 
when he starts to do it, it seemed a little too rehearsed. He just knew what yeah. to do. He yeah. closes the window. Yeah. Closes the door, then turns off the lights. It's not like he was good at doing it, mm. even though he was. Um, but it was like it was like um, he, there was never any point of like, ah, what do I do next? What do I do next? It was like, yeah. Opens the trunk of her car, wraps up her body in the uh, shower curtain, puts her in there, and then throws her suitcase in there. Mm-hmm. And final look of the room, last looks, she does a little... Track, 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 oh, track, track. oh, newspaper. Newspaper. Yeah. Oop, just got to clean that up real yeah, quick. Yeah. Grab that Doesn't newspaper. think about it too much. Yeah. Grabs it, throws it in the trunk, Throws too. it in the trunk. That kind of just shows this is not what this movie's about. Yeah, no. I like that point surprised me with the ease he throws it into the trunk. I was like, oh, oh, oh never mind. Bye-bye, money. This yeah. isn't about the money. Because I thought at some point he was just going to be like, oh, there's something in oh, here. Cool. Yeah. Oh, money. Oh, and then I was like, oh, shit. He has to now hide the fact that he's killed someone and he has all this money and he wants to, he now has the money to escape his mom or something like that. He's going to change his life, but also has to hide this like, murder and like i don't know this money is gonna that, be the curse of everybody that moment of him just like almost nonchalantly throwing it mm-hmm. in the trunk to me just completely like he's closing the trunk it yeah. closes the book on marion's story yeah. in this movie i'm like i have that moment of like oh shit like that was the last piece of this movie that was about her yeah but yeah. he's just throwing it away too shit this movie's not about her at all no this movie is now she's completely erased. She didn't even write her her name her real name in the letter. Mm-hmm. So it just feels very much like she was never there. Mm-hmm. And then he has this nice little swamp slash sinkhole <laughs> yeah. in the back of this motel yeah. that just like it's unlimited so cars can fit in there. Yeah, I'm sure. mm-hmm. yeah. there's uh, about five of them in there probably. At least I'm sure. I mean, it it's an interesting moment to where he pushes the car in and it's going down, sinking down. And with the like last top left sticking out of the water, it stops for a second Mm -hmm. and it stops enough for him to like, be like, uh, uh, what, uh, how do I, what do I do? Yeah. Big stickers. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, do you swim out there? Jump on it. Yeah. I was, I was picturing him just like jumping on it. (laughs) And then he keeps eating stuff. Like he's getting things from his pocket and just eating it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a nervous habit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like a very nervous habit. Uh, but luckily, car keeps going down. <laughs> we are back with Sam in his hardware shop. Layla, that's her name. Layla, ah. uh, Marion's sister, shows up yeah. to the that hardware shop. That is so funny because that is Adam's nickname for me. Mm-hmm. Layla? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Layla. On, on, his cont- uh, on his phone. Oh, okay. Layla. Do you ever look at that and you're like, who's Layla? Yes. And Who the fuck like, is that? Oh, it's just me. I don't know what you're talking about. Your contact name is your name. Now you changed it. Now I don't know. No, it's just it's just no. Leslie. See, Leslie. They, I don't know what you're talking about. It used about. to be Layla. Who's Layla then? It was Layla. <laughs> Psycho. Liar. Wee wee wee. Layla shows up and is very concerned about Marion because she's been gone a for week. a week. Sam hasn't heard from her, mm-hmm. and at while they're talking, we get this looming dude in the background who's just looking through the window at first and then walks in and just the can like camera? walks into the camera's mm-hmm. lens like mm-hmm. super close and that's why i put i was like yikes too close there's he, there's the camera i've so the camera 
inserts itself in people's lives, but there are certain people in this movie that insert themselves into the camera. Which the detective did. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's another person that inserts himself into people's lives. Yeah. Just like we are the audience. <gasps> he the detective? Mm-hmm. Where's the detective? Oh, what was what did I Arbogast. Arbogast. Arbogast was his name. Yeah. He's a PI. I kept writing on PI. I was like, Arbogast mm-hmm. is way too much mm-hmm. to write down. Mm-hmm. Arbogast. Yeah, he's a private what investigator. It's unclear who hired him, but clearly he's after the money. He was hired to find the $40,000. Right. Probably from the big Texas guy yes. or the boss, mm-hmm. but probably the big that's, Texas that's guy. That's what mm-hmm. I got. There's light suspect, like suspicion towards Sam mm-hmm. that this was their plan to steal the money together. Even the sister thinks that mm-hmm. because the detective turns around and, and he was like, why are you here? Why did you, why are you thinking that, you know, she came to Sam? For the sister, it's, she doesn't care if she ran off with the money. She just, she even says, I want her to tell me that. Yeah. I just want her to tell me that. Meaning I just want to know where she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She hasn't told me anything, which is very unlike her. The next scene is a montage, right? Yes. Of the detective going to every single... I thought this detective was an actually good detective. He was. Because... First time in a horror movie. Yeah. Sure. I know. Yeah. Absolutely. He was doing... like. Yeah. I thought that it was pretty smart of him to go to every single hotel and motel or whatever because he knew she was coming to Sam. <laughs> You're right. Like he genuinely wants to figure out. Mm-hmm. He wants to do his job and mm-hmm. figure out what happened to her and the money, and he's, you know, committing to it. Yeah. And it it brings him in the end to the Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. Almost couldn't find this place. This is the first place that I felt like was trying to hide from the world. I think he says. When he <laughs> yeah. Him. Yeah. Oh really? Well, oh. We don't hide anything. Yeah. No. No secrets here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, Norman is at the beginning. Seemingly pretty helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, He's yeah. giving away too much information, well, in my opinion. I was like, Norman, hold it back. Over this scene, he becomes very sus. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. like contradicting himself, mm-hmm. going back on what he's saying. Oh, yeah, she was here. Oh, we haven't had people in weeks. And like, the investigator, nothing gets past him. And and he immediately he's calls out. a good freaking investigator. He's great at it, yeah. Immediately calls out the problems well, there. Well, like, yeah. he, he just kept... He knew what questions mm-hmm. to to ask as soon as he, like, heard something that was off. He was like, oh, uh, explain that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? And he was just, like, digging himself in a hole. Um, I wrote, liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. And then, yikes, uh, dig a hole. Yeah. Yeah, because every time that... He was fast. He was questioning him quickly and trying to uh, catch him off guard. Yeah. And he was doing a very good job of making Norman kind of trip up on his own words. Oh, I thought you said that there hadn't been people in here in weeks, but a a couple said this last week? Yeah. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Like, well, and he would backtrack. Mm -hmm. It was very obvious. And even when he was catching him in these lies... He was being very cool about it. The very PI was cool. like, yeah. very oh, smile, okay, cool. smiling and being yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, you did. You Oh, so what were they saying? Mm-hmm. Um, well, because all he wanted, so it was a good tactic because he knew what kind of person immediately Norman was. He was already offering way too much information right, in, right from the start. So he's having him just keep, keep talking. talking. Mm-hmm. So he wants him to keep talking and that kind of cool, friendly persona is going to allow him to keep breaking, you know, a lot, like, 
He's just having keep. He's just giving him the shovel. Yeah. yeah. He just keeps just giving him the yeah, shovel yeah, yeah. and just digs Keep himself going. deeper, deeper, deeper. Yeah. And I was, was I was expecting, I mean, the thing about uh, Norman is because he's so bad at lying, I'm like, well, he can't, he, like, he's just a kid. He's so bad at lying. He's not like, he doesn't know how to like hide these secrets and stuff. So knowing that he like has done it multiple times, you'd think he'd be better at keeping the secret. Like, just as efficient as he was at cleaning up a body, you'd think he'd be better at not, you know, well, like, revealing any information about about the the person who disappeared. It, just keeping it cool. Yeah, just keeping least. it cool. Yeah. He, he couldn't. I, well, we, we later come across a person who swears by Norman. No, he's such a nice guy, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And I think it's people like them who are, like, not... Not not to call them simple minded, but just like simple folk is just people. They're taking there. a lot of things at face value. Exactly, yes. mm-hmm. and this detective, their job is to see past that. Mm-hmm. Past, you just absolutely think that everybody is guilty. Right between the lines, yeah. yeah and... So he's never come across somebody who was quick and able to see past him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This might be the first time that someone's come around asking questions. Yeah, because. It's a hard spot to find. Mm-hmm. It's not if you're unless you're looking for it, you're not going to be able to find the Bates Motel. The only people who, who arrive there are going to be lost to begin with, mm-hmm. and and if they're lost and they stay, then they want to stay lost in a certain sense, and so so they're very easy people to pick off. Yes, Yeesh. Yep. and the scene kind of gets to a point where Norman uh, mentions something about his mother, mm-hmm. and then that clicks in uh, the PI's mind of, oh, maybe your mother saw her. Mm-hmm. Can we go talk to her? And that's when things really just shut down. Oh. oh. Well, real quick, the yep. the when he's looking at the, the book, right? When the PI is looking at the ledger book and Norman's like, no, I don't. Oh, is that her? And he oh, like turns yeah. his head. Oh my God. And you just have this this shot of like the underneath of his neck. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like he's exposing his neck like he's like you know, a, a sign of weakness, but it's also a crazy shot that you never see in movies of like someone's just neck and head and just like, just like uh, being yes pulled in such a way, a wild looking. Yeah, because he cranes into that. It starts mm-hmm. off normal, but mm-hmm. then he cranes into that very uncomfortable looking position. Yeah, like he's like turning into it was a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh. Okay, yeah, the whole time, I just wrote, that's a weird angle. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a weird shot, but it very much, like, yeah, paints him, because he, a lot of the images in this paint him sort of as a monster. You know, he's too big at the table, and he's this very narrow figure in a light, like a lit doorway. Even though he fills it vertically, he doesn't quite fill it horizontally. Because the only other person that cranes their neck like that, and we get something very very much in that sense because sometimes it's sensual you know it's Mm. very like feminine and uh just like romantic it's exposed Mm -hmm. um which was our main character in the beginning when she was like trying to get ready and then it's inverted at the at her end when she's uh on the floor it's like it's not that she's exposed but she's like she's doing the same craning but like forced against and the ground. And then he's doing that craning mm-hmm. of also just shadows mm-hmm. and 
wild it's very shot. unnatural very unnatural both of those just seem very, very uncomfortable and unnatural weird. yeah for a yeah. scene that was just like oh will the detective find this information there's this like shot that's like oh whoa mm-hmm. weird like really weird for a moment so close mm-hmm. so 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 close you don't yeah. see that much yeah. you don't see that much it was great i yeah, saw I too much <laughs> i love that shot and for it to come at a moment where the detective is learning information that could possibly mm-hmm. lead to his and his mother's downfall. The, te- the detective takes out the little piece of paper is like, yeah, that's her handwriting right there. And it's just like, what? like yeah, it's suddenly, oh, no. Because you know, because we as the audience know that he did this and mm-hmm. we know that that information mm-hmm. will help the detective. And you then feel his anxiety of, holy shit, is he going to figure out yeah. this? piece of information because we're i mean we were both like or everyone was like oh she wrote a fake name down there's no way that they could trace her and then the detective pulls out i got a piece of her handwriting here and you're mm-hmm. like uh-huh and with these shots like i thought that we were gonna go back and see you know the handwriting being uh being like being matched yeah but instead we stick to the same like frame yeah. and we see him just craning and I was just like, oh, we're, wow. we're staying here and we're getting this angle. Wow. And we don't go back. Nope. We don't we don't see that because we don't need to because we already know. We know. Yeah. We figured it out. Yeah. Norman kind of pushes him out at yeah. that point. Yeah. He's yeah. like. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to go. He's like, well, if I would want to check the rooms, I'm assuming I need a warrant. And he's like, yep. Yep. And sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. And even at the end That's of this, even at the end of the scene where the PI leaves, he doesn't even necessarily suspect Norman of anything. Mm-hmm. He wants to talk to the mother. Mm-hmm. I think th- there was also a question among the scene where he's making him stumble in his words that the detective thinks that he's hiding her. That, like, hiding her in the sense of, like, oh, keeping yeah. her identity and, like, keep her safe. Yeah, keep her in a room. Because, protecting. like, he probably thought she was cute. And mm-hmm. then she... You know, he doesn't know how, what kind of person she is besides a thief. So it seems like she is uh, kind of seducing people in order to like. Or bribing them. Yeah, yeah bribing I mean, them with cash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is not what she was doing at all. She was not keeping herself cool at all. No. But um, no, no. yeah, like, so I think, I, 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 yeah, as far as he knows, she's alive. Yes, true. There's. Not much suspicion that she is dead yet. That, yeah. yeah. Only that she's still she missing. Through. Yeah. She came through here, yeah. And the PI wants to talk to the mother because she, maybe she was the last person mm-hmm. that saw uh, Marion. He goes and calls um, Layla and kind of just breaks down all the information that he just mm-hmm. got. Went to the Bates Motel, talked to the owner. She learned that she came through there under a fake name. And he's really suspicious of the mother and he wants to go talk to her. And he kind of like puts this timestamp. He's like, I'm going to go back to the hotel real quick, try to talk to the mother. If, and I'll be back in an hour or less, mm-hmm. he says to Layla. The PI comes back to the hotel uh, <laughs> and goes up to the house. Um, come on in. Let's go inside. Yes, I put excuse me. <laughs> um and he immediately goes upstairs. He doesn't really look around too much downstairs. He just because they think he assumes 
Sam has told her him that he saw a woman in in the window, in the window mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, not Sam. Um, anyway, whatever. He saw. He, I think he saw the mother in the window. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He saw a silhouette up there too. Yeah. Um, yes, you're right. Because he's like, oh, who's that in the house? And Norman's like, oh, there's no one up there. Um, and he's like, well, I just saw someone in the window. Oh, that was my mother. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Hmm. Like, oh shit. Uh, yeah. That, uh, she's up there. Yeah. Yeah. She's oh, sick. you have a mother. There's a person. So maybe she saw something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so he goes upstairs because he wants to question her. And we have this like up above shot of him at the top of the stairs. And then the door to the mother's room like kind of creaks open and the light spills out. And then we return to that above shot and you just see the mother come out and just more stabbing to the PI now who crazy shot of him like going backwards down the stairs where it looks very unnatural. It doesn't look like he's even stepping. He's just like floating down the stairs Mm -hmm. um, and falls at the bottom and just the mother just comes up and continues to just, yeah. Actually, we don't even see her stabbing Mm -hmm. him. We just see the knife go up once, Mm -hmm. come back down, fade to black. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we cut back to Sam and uh, Layla waiting for him to come back. Mm-hmm. And she's, or to call back. Or to call back. Mm-hmm. She's immediately suspicious. She's like, Why isn't he back yet? What the... F- she's always... She's always like, I want to go, go, go. We got to figure out what mm-hmm. where she is. Why isn't he come back? And Sam's, you know, kind of like, oh, I'm sure he, like, got a lead or something. He's probably fine. And she's like, no, he would have called. He would have called. And she sends him to... Go Go check check out the hotel. Very quick scene of Sam at the Bates Motel, knocking on the office door, looking up at the um, the house. I think he sees the silhouette of of the mother Mm -hmm. in the window, and he's just yelling for him. He's just yelling for the PI. Mm -hmm. And there's a quick shot of Norman standing by the swamp. Yep. Presumably had just pushed the detective's car in there. This guy is. A psycho. Oh, they <laughs> said it. Wait. Ah! So cut Sam, to black. Cut to black. <laughs> Sam returns to his hardware store. Yep. Yes, I return to my hardware store and tell He's Layla. alive. Woo. Oh, thank God. Oh, Movie's over. Yep. Yep. Nope. Couldn't find him there. Um, and she, he's like, let's go wake up the deputy in the middle of the night. See what he can do. Yeah. And they do that. Yeah. He's like, him and the deputy and his wife are like in their robes yes. coming out of bed. And Sam and Layla just lay out the entire movie so mm-hmm. far. They're like, she stole this money. She went to this. We sent a PIA. They literally just break down the entire movie. So and they're far. like, well, why don't we call Norman? Let's just call him. Let's just call right him. Now. See what's up. This At this time of night? But he calls him anyway. Very quickly questions him. You see a PI? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Don't worry, Norman. Bye-bye, sweet boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet dreams. He's like, hey, Norman Bates, this is, you know, this is the deputy sheriff. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, thank I'm doing you. Good, doing yeah, good, he's yeah. like, <laughs> And yeah, he's convinced. Him. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's uh, convinced. Oh, no, he saw him. the he saw your private investigator mm-hmm. and sent him on his way and mm-hmm. haven't seen him since. And then this is kind of when we get the reveal that Oh, you say that you saw the silhouette of his mother. Well, his mother's been dead for ten years. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. 
Norma's mom has been dead. She poisoned lover than herself. Yeah, it was a murder-suicide. 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 She poisoned her lover, and then she took a taste for herself. Mm. And that that poor boy discovered them. Yep. I don't feel comfortable about this at all. Let's go check it out ourselves. Mm -hmm. They make their own plan to pose as husband and wife and rent a room and search every single one of those rooms until they find something. Mm -hmm. um, and so they show up to the the Bates Motel and do exactly that. They get a room um, and... Norman is looking from the mother's window. Mm -hmm. So that's a little, little thing. Oh. The only person we've seen in that window so far has been mother, but it was Norman looking through. Looks down yeah. and mm -hmm. checks them in. Um, and... I mean, this whole, we've come to the point in the movie where everything feels tense because everyone in the scene now has their own stakes mm -hmm. and own information that they're trying yes. to keep from each other. So even with him just checking them in, it feels tense. It, it feels very tense mm -hmm. um, because all these characters are looking for information at the same time or trying to keep information. Yeah. Um, and so they go to the ro their room um, and... Pretty much decide that they need to go start to search the... Yeah. She's just like, this whole time, the sister is just like, I got a bad feeling about this place. I, like, all ro roads have led here. I have a really bad feeling about what happened here. We got to search. And they start with room one, which... Perfect, because that's the room that she was... They did mm -hmm. know. They did know that that was uh, the room she was in because that's what the uh, private investigator yeah. had figured out. Because uh, he had seen her sign in. He knew that she was in room one. Okay. Sign in thing. Um, but uh, he's like, yeah, she was staying in room one under a different name. And he says she left in the morning. Um, but yeah, they start with room one. And it was weird. I think the weird part was it was open. Yeah. Like yeah. it was unlocked. Yeah. She, she yeah. like, oh, somebody opened it. For briefly to yeah. make sure it was open. It was open. Yeah. Yeah. And they search the room and they end up finding a little scrap of paper oh, with her. Yeah. Oops, she didn't get it all in the toilet. 40,000. That's the number. That's the number. Mm -hmm. She must have been here. Mm -hmm. And then they come up with a plan because they know the mother is sus because the private detective said something about suspecting the mother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> suspecting the mother. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh and so Sam is going to distract Norman in the office while she goes and searches the Didn't house. they agree that he was going to search the house and she was going to distract Norman? And then and then immediately uh, Sam runs into Norman and, like, oh, and right. so they have to yeah. reverse roles. Reverse roles. Yeah. And so Sam's distracting Norman during that and then she goes into the house. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I um, thought that's what. Yeah. yeah. So there's okay. a quick like reversal of roles that they had to suddenly take. Because on. then he he like, he does this thing. Yeah. He's like, mm -hmm. go go. Yeah. yeah. You. I got this. Move, Which move, is move. probably good for them because if she would have just tried to distract Norman, the mother side probably he probably would have been attracted to her. Mm -hmm. The mother side would have switched in because mm -hmm. the sisters looked very similar. Yeah. They did a good job mm -hmm. wig wise and. Made them both blonde and yep. yeah, yeah, for sure. So Sam is the one that ends up going to distract uh, Norman while um, Layla goes up to the house, and I love that shot. This is another shot that always sticks with me. As she's approaching the house, the camera is moving like 
almost like handheld towards the house too. Mm-hmm. But it feels like the house is closing in on us. It's uh, getting bigger. It's you're becoming more underneath yeah. it. It's just becoming more and more overpowering her. And this is one of the first times that we really go and explore the house. Yeah. Right in this last scene of the movie, really feeling like we are going into this house and learning the truth about this house and what's been going on there. Yeah. Um, Cause she goes in, she immediately again goes upstairs and we go into the mother's room for the first time. Seemingly like a mother's room. It doesn't look person deco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like it's been used or touched. Like we uh, see that there's a soap on the like hand sink area untouched. Yeah. Perfectly square. There's an indent in the bed. Yeah. Which is creepy. Yeah. Someone's been laying there for a while. Yeah. That that spring ain't bouncing back anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> and then she goes downstairs. No, she goes no. across the hall to, I think it's Norman's room. Yeah. But it's like a very little kid room. Mm-hmm. Toys, dolls. There's like a, like a little picture panel on the edge of the room, which is like a circus. Mm-hmm. And then there's toys that mm-hmm. haven't been touched for a while. And a little bed that clearly has is being used because mm-hmm. it's kind of messed up. Yeah. So he's been sleeping in his little kid room yeah. this whole time. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time that she's exploring the room, we're getting we're cutting back to Sam and Norman, who this conversation is getting heated. Mm-hmm. It's getting more intense. Yeah. He's acting about he's asking about the mother. He's asking about wanting to escape. He suspects that he took the money. Yeah. So he's like, now that you got the means to get out of here, what do you think you're going to do with it? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? It's just getting more and more. And Sam feels bigger than Norman in this scene. He feels like, oh, like like he can overpower Norman. He's really the aggressor here. Norman can't do anything mm-hmm. uh, in this situation. And he's like, he's on the ropes. What's Norman going to do? Um, and then like once it builds to a head, Norman just takes a little, like they start fighting and it's like that old like, film fighting where they're like holding each other's wrists uh, 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 and then Norman like has time to look down at an object grab it dunk and oh (laughs) pass out immediately yeah Layla sees him coming up quickly runs to the wine cellar uh, just to hide and uh, Norman comes in and immediately goes upstairs Mm -hmm. he goes up to the mother's room and kind of disappears but then Layla goes down into the wine cellar um because I think she sees the door is like slightly open or something. I don't know why she's yeah something. She looks at the door yeah and thinks so something about it. Hmm. She's like I haven't looked in there. Yeah, I think that's what she was thinking. Yeah. She's like yeah. I haven't looked. And she there. goes down and opens the the wine cellar door and mother is mm-hmm. sitting in the corner just you know sitting there and she's like oh Mrs. Mrs. Bates yeah. here you are are you okay just going towards and then. Are you okay? Dead body. Taxidermid body. And she like reacts and yeah. it sends the light just swinging. Yes. In the, the shadows just going crazy everywhere because this central light <laughs> is just spinning. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then it's the reveal. Mm-hmm. Who's actually mommy. <laughs> With yeah. the wig. Yeah. With the wig. wig and, and, the, and the, the purple dress. Yeah. The moo moo. Yeah. <laughs> so funny yeah and and he's coming towards her 
ready like to a monster. Kill yeah. Big big and then Sam mouth. comes over and just kind of starts like kind of undressing her. <laughs> and he was like, ah. Yeah, he's like frozen there. Yeah. As his wig falls <laughs> off. Yeah. And his dress comes open. And oh my God, it's Norman. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine Alfred Hitchcock just being like, yeah, don't really move that much. Just make sure the wig and the dress comes off. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we get that. Yeah. Just go for the, go. the wig falling off. Wig fall off. We need Thing it. Opens. We need to see his costume. We yep. need to see his face. We need to see the knife. Ah! We need him to mirror the skeleton. Yep. Great. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. And we got it. Yeah. We know it. We with all that no talking, mm-hmm. we immediately understand what has been going on mm-hmm. through this whole movie now. Mm-hmm. But even though we just uh we just realized in this moment what a reveal, we now get to have a lecture. <laughs> Yes. From Officer Krupke <laughs> from West Side Story. Uh, he sits everyone us. down. Yeah. This is what happened yeah. in the movie. And it's like, it's a character we have not seen nope. at all. It's like New if character. your friend, you watch this movie with your friend, you're like, oh, that was a really good movie. And someone's like, oh, I haven't seen this movie. And then your friend's like, oh, you haven't seen this movie? Well, this is what happened. So what <laughs> happened was when he was like younger, he, he did this. And it, it was because of his psyche. And yes. like mansplains the entire plot of this Whole movie. movie. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. A, new, a little new tidbit of information that he killed his mother and uh, Norman was jealous husband. of his mother's lover and yeah. he was the one that poisoned them both. Yeah. And then that murder that he committed was so hard on his brain that uh. he then had to come up with a like his personality split yeah. essentially so to cope with So who I'm it. talking to who I talked to back there wasn't Norman it was mother. Mm-hmm. Yes. And by what what I mean by this yeah, is that yeah, like yeah, yeah. There's two people yes. leaving a month. And right? now the mother half has fully taken over. <laughs> and Norman is no more. So yeah. Norman wasn't who killed those people. It was mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Norman, so, di- he's like doing a lot of, Norman did kill her, but he also did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated because it's, there's two people. It's, Norman is Norman. It's quite But he's also scene. never Norman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Para-Norman, if you will. <gasps> oh, um, and like it's a bad scene to end a movie with, but luckily it's not the scene we end the movie with. Very true. Yeah. Very, very true. lucky. Very because the movie then, after all this explanation, goes on to Norman. Goes. We end with Norman. Yeah. Who is not Norman anymore? Yeah. There's this great shot of him and mother mm-hmm. sitting in the jail cell. Just really, it's just. Him in a blanket and a blank cell wall. We get a little window there. Mm -hmm. And mother talking to him. Pretty much blaming everything on Norman. Mm -hmm. He is going to be locked up for all the crimes that he committed. They could never believe that it was me talking about the mother. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I'm going to be the one to pay for the sins that my son committed, essentially. Or, she, no, she's saying uh, the son is going to pay for her sins, but they'll never catch her. Yeah. And she's like, and by the end of it, he's like smiling, like, ah, they'll never catch me. Yeah. Um, but he's caught. It's like this wild, like, trap. What is it they talked about? Uh, a trap of your own making, your own private yeah. trap. Deliberately step yeah. into our own. Yeah. And it's... Um, yeah. And yeah. this is how I realized that that smile as the detective was leaving was the mother because here we are hearing mm-hmm. 
her. Mm-hmm. And then it's the same creepy smile. Yeah. She also compares herself in this last monologue to she's just one of his stuffed birds. Mm-hmm. That looks like it could be intimidating. Right. But it's actually harmless. Right. So... And that is essentially what she is, because Norman is the predator. Mm-hmm. Norman is the real thing that is killing things. And she is just almost just an image of that, that we all, for this entire movie, have held over her. We thought she was the killer this whole time. Mm-hmm. But in reality, she's just been one of his stuffed birds. Yeah. Psycho! 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 Yay, I'm glad y'all... Saw for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Really great. Yeah. So cool. I also really like that it was set in Arizona. Yep. Uh, a little hometown well, pride there for you. Uh, yeah. California. Started in Arizona. Started in Arizona. Somewhere in between. It was in areas that I knew. I, like, like immediately when they said Phoenix, Arizona, I was like, I knew, I know everything about these characters. I, I get it. I, I immediately know. <laughs> I lived I it. it. Yep. I've lived this before. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let us get to some Smash Pumpkins. Smash Pumpkins. Pumpkin. Uh, so let's start with you, Adam. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to hear your mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Great movie, great movie, really good movie. Cool, love that movie. Cool. <laughs> we'll see this movie. How many pumpkins are there? There's five of them, right? Uh oh. I think I'll give them five pumpkins. Five smashed pumpkins. Ooh. I know. During the thirty days, uh, we definitely didn't give out as many fives. Yeah. Um, but like. Gosh dang it. I've seen some good movies here. Um, and like, wow, what a good movie. I'd recommend this movie. Great twist. I would want to see it again just to be like, oh, that's what's going on. Really cool images that'll stick with you. You know, like we were talking about in The Girl Who Walks, well, the Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Mm-hmm. Lots of great images that'll just like, like, when you watch the movie again, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, that's going to be amazing. And wow. Wow. Um, wow. The way it, like, the way it builds, it never stops building. It's fantastic. Mm. And, like, in The Birds, there was a couple moments where it stopped building. And this movie, even though there is, like, this huge change of protagonist, it keeps building from there. And it's exciting. And there's, like, a moment where... Where it's a new protagonist, that character dies. And then, another, like, more protagonists. And it's just, it's fun. And then the reveal happens at the end. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Movies that we've chosen so far, so We're that's stop pretty picking great. Out bangers. No. I <laughs> yes. know. Yes. I like this movie also for the sense of the story and how it's just. It, I mean, there's a reason why it's so iconic, um, and it like it feels of its time, but in 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 a way also the story and how it's shot transcends and it it still holds up. And I think that's why we see it as one of the movies that we can talk about, like in in film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, yeah. When I watch this movie, every time, and especially I think the first time I watched it was in high school, so I was even still like a little bit older to like start, you know, actually taking in what movies are talking about. I was surprised at how modern 
it feels. Yeah. It feels mm-hmm. like he yeah. was really pushing not only the horror genre, but also film, just mm-hmm. in general in this movie. Because every time I watch it, I'm surprised at things that he's doing for the time. And it, it just feels like a timeless movie in that way of like, wow, this is still different. This yeah. is still like, it's the storytelling very... is different. The, sh- the cinematography is different. It, it just feels like it is one of these movies that will just transcend the time that it'll make forever. Mm-hmm. Well, also, he exclusively sometimes uses uh, shots that won't make a person look pretty or, or you know, the shot pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's just pretty freaking cool. And, um, yeah, he, yeah I, I, using I, that kind of spatial and i say it all the time any movie that is intentional i really like and mm-hmm. he is an intentional filmmaker he's um not gonna put a shot in there for no reason mm-hmm. right. he has a reason for every single shot every close-up that we see is intentional and uh well i guess i gotta give it, it a five two I think it is. It's coming to that time now oh. where we get to see what's in store for next week. Adam, you're you're good at picking these. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, let's see what you got. Really get in there. Really get in there. Oh, is it this one? I, no, it's not that one. I did add a couple opinion. this morning. Neon Demon, Brimstone, yeah. wow. um, some others. Yeah. There's things in there. There's good oh, movies. Oh, this in there. is the one. Okay. I know, okay. I know this. Is the all one. right. So, for drama's sake, why don't you? read the log, log line writer. first mm-hmm. ah. see if we can get it okay and okay, then okay. read the title the residents of a suburban high-rise apartment building are being infected Ooh, by I a know. strain of parasites mm-hmm. that turn them into mindless sex crazed fiends out to infect others by the slightest sexual context written directed is that the next one i think you're, it is a written. david cronenberg film Oh, boy. <laughs> Written and directed by David Cronenberg. Of course. Uh, 1975. I think it's... Wait, let me... Uh, hold on. Uh, I, know, you... I know it, what it is. Yeah. But of I, course! You put it in there. I know, but I've never seen it before. <laughs> it is one that was suggested to me. I'm just trying to remember the name. Sex... Um, that's all I heard. <laughs> it's like a uh, zap there. It's almost like yes. zombie zombie sex fiends or something. A strain of par- parasites that turn them into mindless sex crazed fiends out to infect others. Because I was going to first suggest Suspiria, but it's not Suspiria. It is an S word. It is an S word. Celebrate. Good times. Come on. All right. What are we watching? Shivers. 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 Nineteen seventy-five. David Cronenberg. You know how we love Cronenberg. I love him. He's great. I do. I do love him. Stuff. I've never seen this one. Right. Last Cronenberg movie we watched was The Fly, of course. Which. Oh, that's why you're. Yeah. Perfect. So this is gonna be one that none of neither of us have seen before. Wow. Exactly. I don't think I've ever even heard of it. That's even better. That'd be great. That's cool. Know nothing about it. No none. No nothing about besides, it. Nothing about besides it. their sex. Besides their sex and parasites. Cool. Yeah. Great. Well, Adam, it follows. Thank you for coming back. You're always Absolutely. you're always welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, please thank you for having yeah. me. Plug plug your sale. Oh. Uh, well, you should check out. I think we'll be coming back by, uh, by around the time that you guys are dropping your uh, episodes. Cool. Um, so that's fun. Uh, what do you mean? We're already uh... <laughs> season three, episode four. 
So check it out. Yeah, check, check that it out. out. It's a podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can find it on Instagram. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts. Just check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check me out at uh, Instagram, color me lustly. And also you can find me at beep beep Richie T and also the Deadlights Pod. That's us on Instagram. Ah, check it out. Check it out. And ah. also Playground Social, which is the studio <laughs> that we are recording this at. But until we next are. time. Let Vegas. us get spooky, y'all. Y'all. Oh.